Okay, everybody, this is the Johnny Cast episode number 18. Now, I'm coming to you. If you're watching on YouTube, I have my pal Joey over here. Right now, my block is having a block party, my street. It's closed down, and there's kids in the in the street dancing, and there's a DJ. I'm hoping that you can't hear the DJ. I hope the mic doesn't pick it up. Um, if you do, I might have to re-record this, or just apologies in advance. But Joey is a little scaredy cat, as he always is, and so he's scared of the DJ, the bass that the, that the sound system is pumping. So he's up here with me, and uh, my Tory girl, who is a, a big girl, a 95-pound muscular piece of, piece of steel, is, uh, is downstairs on the lookout, as she always is. So... Don't mind Joey in the shot. Hopefully he'll lay down soon, but let's get right into it. So I want to first of all apologize to all the listeners, as many of there are of you that, that listen to this podcast, which there's not too many. There's more than there was when I first started, but still not many at all. Um, because the last couple podcast episodes, I had been really seduced by the TikTok and YouTube shorts views. And that basically made me completely change the the format of the podcast without me really knowing it. And what I mean by that is originally I would just kind of riff on here. I'd have a couple of topics I wanted to talk about and then boom, I'd discuss it. And then as I got better at editing and then as I started to more see more views and, and success, not that there's been that much success, but much more success um, on TikTok and YouTube shorts, I was like, okay, trying to kind of provide for how I have a job and how I'm in a band and how I do this. There's so much time that I don't have. There's only so much time, I should say. I was like, all right, let me just optimize it and basically shoot the YouTube and the TikTok clips, the YouTube podcast and the TikTok clips in the same video. And so I thought it was a good idea. And then the more I listened to it, because uh, I had listened to the last couple episodes after I had um, edited them. It was just too much. It was like rapid fire, bit after bit. It didn't seem organic. It didn't seem like it had a flow to it. I was all over the place. So now I'm making a, a, a much bigger effort to completely separate the two. So about a half an hour ago, I just recorded my TikTok bits uh, and clips. And now here we are at the long form podcast. Now, again, apologies for those last couple episodes, but just know that we're back, okay? Because I understand some people listen to this show and they, they get entertained by it. One of those people, by the way, I want to shout out Steve DiPolito in, uh, in I guess, Harrison, New York. He's a mutual friend of mine who now is a friend of mine, obviously. But I just found out recently, over the last week or so, that he, still, he actually listens to my stuff. So fuck yeah, Steve. Or, or Dip or, or Dill, as some people refer to him as. So I appreciate that. I really do. Now, um, let's get into kind of some of the things that I wanted to speak about today, which, which we're going to start off with we're going to get sentimental, okay? We're going to get a little deep. I am a ever-changing person, okay? I need I need myself to understand that. But I think sometimes we get bogged down by the idea and the construct of age and what that means and you can only do this or that if you're this age or that age or it's too late to do this or this or that. And I really want to say, I mean, there's so many things that I have not done yet that I want to do that I can't wait to do. And I think a lot of times, I mean, again, I'm still a young guy, but people talk about old dog, new tricks and all this stuff. Well, I, aside from some weird uh, things like sweating more than I used to and fucking losing my hair sucks and all this shit, I feel like the same person I was. I really do. I feel like the same person I was 10 years ago when I was 17 years old, 18 years old. I really do. And so... There's a lot of things that I'm going to hopefully get to 
over the next, I don't even know, I mean, the next decade or so in terms of my habits and my tastes that may change. I mean, I never would have thought that, for example, I don't want to bring him into everything I talk about, but I was kind of, I mean, I'm a huge music person, as most people who know me know, but the the issue is that the last couple years with mainstream music, or at least mainstream hip-hop, I've like lost my love for it. I think it's it's definitely taken a nosedive. I think everyone can agree with that. But then I think it was that and a combination of also me getting older and not resonating as much with it. But I would have never thought that, again, at the age of 26, basically, when I first started listening to him, that my favorite artist, and I know it's funny and kind of cringy because, like, he's not viewed as, like, a quality musician or whatever the case may be. And I do like a lot of, I mean, obviously, I like a lot of good music, whatever that even means, because it's subjective. But the fact that, like, the most I've ever been into an artist, like probably ever, obviously outside of Drake, who is like a long form thing, is Yeet. And it's, again, coming at a time where like people usually say the best or your most favorite music of your life is going to be from ages like 14 to like 20 or 22. For me, yeah, there's a lot of that, but now it's also right now, which is pretty crazy. So it's exciting to know that, and I think most people are like this, they just kind of shut their mind off to the idea of it. We're ever-changing, and our senses, our habits, our tastes, things we like, things we don't like, foods we like, types of shows we like, types of entertainment, all that stuff. I'm not talking about picking up a new hobby. I'm talking about just like your actual things you change about yourself that are organic can happen down the road. I'm sure when I'm 40 and 50, things are going to change like that. Now, those are usually called a midlife crisis, but it is what it is. So... I don't know. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, I'm I'm happy where I'm at, but it is it is a little weird, the idea of like going for it, so to speak. So I think a lot of people, when they're uh, probably I don't know after the age of 25, let's say, they're kind of solidified into a career path. Now they might change that career path uh, down the road, but a lot of times they think that's like that's what they're gonna do. And, and that's kind of what I felt when I was, when I graduated college and I was 22, the first four years I was doing, I was in finance and I thought, I remember there was times where I thought to myself like, this is what I'm doing and I like it and I like my coworkers and I like everything about it and I'm so into it and, and I'm going to hopefully be really wealthy and successful and all this stuff. And yeah, there was something in the back of my mind that was nagging at me that I I didn't want to really do it. And I thought like, it wouldn't be a fulfilling life for me. But then you hear the stories that everyone says where it's like, oh, you don't have to love your job. If you can provide like a great living for yourself and your family and then you can do the things you love on the side, then go ahead and do that. But then I realized like, I, maybe I'm, I'm in the minority here, but I need to be fully into and invested in what I'm doing on a daily basis for the majority of my time. I can't fake it my focus goes out the window. Now, you can call that ADD. We can have a debate whether ADD is as significant as people say it is. And obviously, I've never been diagnosed with ADD. What I'm saying is, I have a much easier time focusing and having a work ethic and having an enthusiasm for things that I'm passionate about versus things that aren't. Now, you bring in that weird, uh, I guess, variable of money being made where if the money is good enough at X, Y, and Z, then yeah, you're probably going to suck it up. And that's fine too. And there was points where the money was very, very good at what I was doing, and I was excited. I was buying all these stupid things that I wanted to buy and that I thought I would have wanted and this image of myself. And then you realize at the end of the day, like, what do I really fucking want? And I just think back to 
music was never an option just because, well, let me put it this way, actually. A big roadblock, a big obstacle in all of my uh, content creation or anything you want to say is the logistics behind it was the editing and was the software and was the hardware. And I never took the time because maybe I was lazy or maybe I was a little intimidated by it to actually do it. And so years went by. We're talking about, I don't even know, 10 years. Like I remember when I was a kid, I had a flip video. Uh, It was like a little handheld video recorder that recorded in HD and I would make these little videos on it, and I loved it, and um, and I would always want to kind of make it more than it was, but then I just didn't know how to edit things, and I just, like, I, it was overwhelming to me. Then with music, I, like, I remember I got Ableton, and I just really, I couldn't, I was taking some classes, like, like on YouTube, and I just didn't have the time or really just fully want, I wasn't, I was only interested in creating and not interested in every other part of it, and unfortunately, I didn't realize for a long time, that that's that's an unfortunate necessity when you're not an established human being, uh, established person in the space, right? I mean, who's gonna sit down unless you're paying them to do so? When you're a 15 to 23 year old kid, 24 year old kid, you're not. Where's that money coming from, right? Unless you come from like a wealthy family. So, um, so yeah. So getting back to it, there was always this nagging thing in, in the back of my head where I just loved content creation, whether it was music. Um, playing my drums or even playing guitar and singing or uh, even more so, radio. Now, radio gets split into two different baskets. The first, which is more instrumental, is Howard Stern. Now, Howard Stern, I think this is what happens with any kid, okay? I was raised in a relatively, I wouldn't call it strict, but it definitely was not not strict, uh, household, right? And um, conservative household, I'd say. And I'll never forget, like, sometimes, because um, my mom would, was, would work also, and, and sometimes, like, I would, like, take naps when I was a kid. I'm talking about, like, five to, like, probably seven or eight. I'd have to, uh, or I would sleep in my parents' bed during the day or even at night, obviously, sometimes. And before uh, I would fall asleep, I would, like, basically be asleep. And my dad, at this time, Howard Stern was big on uh, the E, the entertainment channel. Um, this is after his original, like, radio success. He'd watch that, and I could just tell from, like, what was being said, even though it was on regular TV, so it couldn't have been that extreme, but from what was being said, and then also just the nature of the show, and how, like, when he would put it on, when he thought I was sleeping, I would hear it, and I just, like, was just intrigued by it. It was just interesting to me, and obviously, you have, like, the component of you're a kid, and you're hearing about, like, people cursing, and sex, and all this stuff, excuse me. And so I was just so, like, intrigued by it, I guess is the best word. I was just intrigued by it. And then as time went on, this natural curiosity, I got into it on my own. I never talked to my dad about it because I mean, I'm sure he was, like, a fan of it and a uh, big fan of it. And then as time went on, they, they had, like, Howard TV, which was, like, their own, like, pay-per-view, I guess, like, daily recording simulcast of the radio show when they went to Sirius XM and, like, right before they did. And that was just the game changer for me. This is like 2006. Um, the I wasn't listening to it in 2006, but it was when the show was in 2005 and six, all the way until like about 2012, I'd say, right? So that's basically when I was in middle school all the way till high school was over. And I was addicted. I mean, all the characters, It's first of all, it's genius. It is the most genius, the most entertaining content I can ever imagine, 
okay? And it's actually, side note quickly, it's funny. There was a video on TikTok, I forgot what it was, and and it was it was a shot from the studio, in Howard Stern Studio, in like 2011, let's say, or like 2010. And... The person on the who made the content was like calling it a pod. They didn't know what it was. They were calling it a podcast, and it's just like, like, do you not know who this is and what this is? This is the most instrumental person probably ever in media, but certainly in radio and in audio creation, right? To not know and to call it a, a podcast, it was like I understand. Yeah, I'm getting old, and everyone's getting a little older, and this new generation, it's just like. What happens, but come on, bro. You should know what Howard Stern is. But anyway, getting back to it. So I'd watch every single episode. People would basically rip it off their, their computer or their, their uh, television, and then they would put it on YouTube. And uh, yeah, it was just incredible. So I, I, I've watched, I mean, countless hours. The amount of hours I've laughed on my own about it. And just, like laughed like where I couldn't breathe by myself, okay? Just all the different characters, like Benji at a time was my favorite, Sal, uh, Richard's awesome too, but all of them, then all the, the whack pack, Howard himself, Gary, all the lore and the funny like inside jokes and all this stuff. Notice how I didn't mention uh, Robin because I'm not a big Robin guy, but just all of it and it was in New York and everyone's from New York and they're from Long Island and it just like it resonated with me and like his voice and the way he commanded a show and his Everything about it was just so, then I read his book and I watched private parts and I was just, it was just so incredible to me. And then at the same time, you have the golden age of WFAN, which for me was Mike and the Mad Dog. And, and for me also sort of was Boomer and Carton uh, and, and Joe and Evan, but it was mostly, yeah, it was mostly Howard and mostly uh, Mike and the Mad Dog and then later just Mike. Uh, after after Mad Dog went to Sirius, but the bottom line here is is that radio had always been a massive, massive uh, just influence in my life and a passion of mine and a love. And I'll never forget like going to school. I was like going for economics and finance, and I just didn't. I, I like the idea of me having to like go to a, a communication school and uh, like really work my way up was like overwhelming and yeah call me a fucking pussy about it but like that's what it was so I just took the easy way out and I took the route that yeah I mean it seems like most people do and that's fine and people have great lives and they have great passions and they have amazing fulfilling lives and I have god bless you but coming to the end of my job that I had quit last August so we're coming up on a year basically or last September it just was nagging me too much where I said you know what like Something's got to change. Something's got to change where I want to be who I really want to be. And um, and I did it. I mean, I quit the job and it was the hardest band-aid to rip off ever because I really liked the people I worked with. And it was more of, much more than a corporate job could ever be because it was a boutique, like private equity firm. It was more just, I don't even know. It was, it was like we were all boys and we all had the same like humor and it was a tough thing. Like it was a tough thing. And I think back now, from where I am now to back maybe four years or yeah, like three years ago and thinking to myself like, oh, I found my spot and I found my career and I run my own business and I have my own clients and I do this and I do that and I just got to wait and keep putting the work in and I'm going to make X amount of money and all this stuff and that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have made me happy at all in, in hindsight. I mean, I bought nice things and I still have them and it doesn't do anything for me. I was very, I was a highly materialistic person um, for a long time in my life and 
yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. Now, uh, granted, I like nice things, and I, I'm sure if I ever see success in my life from other things, I, I'm probably going to indulge in, in materialistic stuff, but that's not going to be a driving force on why I do things. So it, it it's no coincidence that I quit my job, um, and then bang, right away, I didn't even seek it out, but I, I get in a band, and I play drums, which is another passion of mine I'm not even going to get into, but I've been doing for years, and music in general, obviously, like I said. And then I decided to say, you know what? Let me fucking grab my dick and balls. Stop being a little girl about it. Or I don't know if that's politically correct. So let me let me take it back. Let me fucking grab my um, what's the right word? Uh, my non not not my non. Uh, what's the like um, non-binary genitalia? And let me do what I want to do for the first time in my life for real and go for it, right? And originally, I didn't realize like what I was doing. So I was really getting into the, the content creation of it and learning how to, to um, edit and record. I didn't even understand how to like have a microphone that wasn't part of the camera and have them sync up and have, needing an audio interface and all this stuff and lighting. And... So it was just makeshift again. Mind you, at this point, I'm fucking broke basically because I had quit my job and it was a non-salary job with just commission and the last four or five months I had been checked out. So uh, I hadn't been making no money, so I had to use my iPhone camera, which I still do, and I was using this old uh, microphone that my sister had, and I had no lighting and this and that, and um, and just day by day, just getting better at it and learning and trying to do it, and I think um, a lot of people probably, and I'm not saying I'm like this like talented person, but I'm just saying I think a lot of people might want to do this stuff, and then once they start doing it, they go... Yeah, maybe I'm just not cut out for this, right? And again, I've had literally zero success so far. I mean, come on. I have 150 or 180, I think, subscribers on YouTube. Granted, I've had much better success on TikTok where I have like over a half million views probably at this point, but that's nothing in the grand scheme. But when I started doing it, even when I had zero views, I said, you know what? No, 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 I can do this. I think that my voice suits it and I have the personality for it and I'm gonna fucking go for it. And again, I didn't realize what that meant. And what I mean by that is how people would react to it. I'm not going to get into the minutia of the good and bad about it because obviously um, there's people who either are going to listen or people who listen who are going to tell the people like good or bad things I'm going to say about these said people. But I just want to say that all the people, uh, as little of you or as many of you, whatever, that actually watch this shit and have texted me and liked all my stuff and and have like commented and stuff that they don't have they don't have to do that, dude really means a ton to me because now we're about seven months or eight months into me actually taking this relatively seriously and about two months into me really taking it seriously. And it just means so much to me that people really took the time out and still do to watch my stuff. And again, I think a lot of people, they look back in their 30s and their 40s and they go, fuck, man, I really wanted to do X, Y, and Z. I didn't do it. And yeah, things are good, but maybe they could have been better. And I just know that no matter how this works out, no matter if my TikTok blows up or if my YouTube does well, I become, a, I don't know, like a media personality and I get notoriety and success and, and I just become who I want to become in that space. Whether that happens or I realize I'm not cut out for it in three months and I don't do it anymore. The bottom line is, is that I will always be so happy that I, I'm doing this, that I tried it. And I mean... People who text me and they see uh, me just putting myself out there, and I'm sure it's fucking weird to people. Like, I'm just in front of a camera and I put myself out on this thing, and I haven't still mended or I haven't still, um, 
What's the right word here? I haven't commingled my uh, personal Instagram account and like social media to this. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who still don't know about this, especially people who don't have TikTok or who don't utilize YouTube. But TikTok has more of a like a degree of separation thing in terms of closeness because it uses phone number. Um, but either way, yeah, I just I uh, I'm happy I'm doing it, and hopefully uh, more success comes if any does. Um, but yeah, so I'm fucking in it to win it, baby. 